The addict's deception through inception equals reception. I woke up this morning in a dream. No. <laughs> I was thinking last night for about four hours about the movie Inception. And I'm, this is something I'm going to be working on because it, there's no way I can just wake up and have a phenomenal idea and it work out very well. <clears throat> I'm only halfway through a coffee. For those that don't know the movie Deception, you've been or Deception, Inception, you could call it Deception. You're living under a rock, so well, check it out and I'm just going to explain it for you. It's with Leonardo Dick. Sorry, Dick Caprio. The gentleman uh, that was advocating for uh, that came out to Fort McMurray and was complaining about the oil sands and did the uh, climate shit and uh, the entire time was flying around a helicopter full of fuel. Anyways, he did phenomenal in this movie. He made a phenomenal... Just give me one second here. Take a look at... Okay. So I get sidetracked when I'm uh, half asleep. <laughs> so that entire movie is about, and you know, there's there's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's hired as a uh, like a like a mercenary, an extractor, uh, to perform like a corporate espionage to break up some sort of energy conglomerate by breaking into somebody's mind uh, through their subconscious to unlock a. Um, to unlock a a code, and the strategy was a dream within a dream, and then throughout that movie, if I remember correctly, I have to watch it. This is just through memory. This is probably this film was like 2011, 2012. There was always a kick, and that was how someone would get out of their dream. There's also they kept around something, a tool with them to remind themselves that they weren't in. Uh, they weren't dreaming. I remember Leonardo DiCaprio's was a spinning, and at the end, uh, it was like a spinning top. And at the end of the movie, it kind of leaves you up in limbo, which maybe is the answer to because that was also, I think, another area of life. And through the the five levels of hell, there is limbo is one of the stages of hell. Everyone thinks when everyone thinks of hell, they think of Galea, I think it's called Galea, Galea, Galea. That's the burning depths of hell. But anyways, Limbo is, it, this could, might be a film for Catholicism. However, the movie gave me an idea. It's like when, I'm, when I used to talk to myself and convince myself things were okay. And when I hear other people that I know are, and you can, and you know these people that are clear abusers of, a substance and there's no judgment <laughs> I was one of them but the power of addiction is so strong that it deceives and just moving forward let's look at the let's not necessarily look at the etymology but the definition of the words I'm using in my title what did I fucking say the the addicts deception through inception equals reception so we know what an addict is, right? 
deception. Let's look up the Webster's Dictionary. And I find that's for another time. I'm going to do something entirely on deception. This is just a rant. I just woke up. And yes, I'm not an expert in this field. In the academia world, I don't have a $70,000 piece of paper that states that I've studied addiction. No, I've lived through it. So I don't know. You tell me who knows more. But deception stays as per, let's use Webster's. The act of deception is the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. The act of deceiving, resorting to falsehood and deception. Okay, now let's look through the definition of inception. So, falsehood is deception. And let's look at Inception, Webster's uh, version. Hold on, folks. Inception, Webster's. I don't care. give a shit about the trailer of the movie. I just want to see the definition, Webster's. Okay. Okay. Kai, 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 Kai. Okay, that's not the definition of inception. Okay, let's just go inception definition. I might not have to, I might not be able to use Webster's for this one. Oh, here we go. The establishment or starting point of an institution or activity. So starting point of an institution. Some of you folks out there, folks, might see where I'm going with this. And then I says equals reception. Reception, that is on Webster's or I am blacklisting Webster's from my brain. Okay, the definition of reception, the act or action or an instance of receiving, of receiving, receiving, receipt, admission, response, reaction. So let's just use instance of receiving. And then I'm going to bring up examples of the movie. And then I'm going to really study this thing and then have a whole nother podcast on it. But I just need it to be said. And if I'm going to listen to it myself and if it doesn't make sense. Oh, well, made sense to me in my dream within a dream. So falsehood. Okay. And for for the sake of this metaphor, addiction definition it's the fact or condition of being addicted to a well thank you for using the word inside of a definition see that's why you have to use webster's for this shit 
Okay, compulsive, need for and use of habit-forming substance such as heroin, nicotine, or alcohol characterized by tolerance and by well-defined physiological. So physiological, physiological to tolerance, and I'll put a, comp a compulsion, no, a compulsive, compulsive, need so it's a compulsive need we've talked about the the drugs heroin nicotine or alcohol it could be anything i always use the example as uh, when you watch that show my the strangest addictions people can get addicted to having sex with cars doing coffee enemas uh cotton balls so instance or sorry the compulsive need for, uh, for and use of a habit-forming substance where it is characterized by tolerance and defined by physiological symptoms upon withdrawal. Okay, so the addict's deception through inception. So the deception, the falsehood, is through the corporation, through, it's through the inception. The inception is the establishment. The, it was a starting point of an institution, but we can now call it the establishment. You see it everywhere. Budweiser girls wearing, you know, Budweiser bikinis, uh, videos, hedonistic living, uh, advertisements on Instagram, the Dan Bilzerians of the world. Everywhere you go, there's a sign for a beer or while watching a movie. There's all, they're always romanticizing alcohol. They've already, they've got you. Now, not everyone's an alcoholic. According to Stats Canada... 28%, I believe it was 28%, I'm recalling from my memory of yesterday, are self-admitted heavy drinkers. 28% of the population. They define heavy drinking as five or more drinks in one sitting. That to me is is alcoholism. I'm just going to refer to alcoholism because it it's all one and the same to me. Alcohol is, is powerful. Alcohol is a drug. We call alcohol alcohol, but it's actually a drug. It's like, it's the same same way we do things with caffeine, right? With coffee, we call it coffee. Caffeine, it's a fucking drug. If we start advertising, let's, let's do alcohol, everyone. Well, that doesn't sound sexy. Let's grab some beers. Let's grab, you know, some rum, some rye. Let's grab some vodka. Let's do some shots. Let's go get bottles of our best. It's all dressed up within this inception, within this establishment and it's and it's sexy and it's fun and I'm not gonna go too much into that because I want to make a whole another podcast on that. I just want to go on this this addict's deception through inception equals reception. So the reception is the I didn't even write it down. <laughs> this is not the greatest podcast, is it? The reception, here I am making fun of everyone that uh, 
or these uh, useless college. I could have used one in focusing. The act or action of or instance of receiving. So through all this deception, you know, alcohols. You know, you're gonna have, you're gonna have fun. You're gonna be able to talk to people, and then deception. It goes to the point of your friends. Everyone else is doing it. The stats prove it. So I, I guess that's a good argument. Everyone else is doing it. Through in inception, through the establishment, through the corporations equals receiving equals becoming and the interesting part of this movie is the alcohol within inception like I said, I'm using alcohol as a reference. You, you hear the saying, chasing the dragon. When an alcoholic person drinks and is not yet deter has not yet understood that they have an issue. Normally, typically the, the, the body tells itself it has an issue when it throws up, when it becomes, when you start itching for alcohol and you kind of understand that, oh, there's something going on here, but you're, you can't comprehend the, the word addict the word alcohol I'm recording in here anyways up uh, I, I had to stop there for a second I had to open the door for my traveling father I'm also I get, I get to see my mother today this is awesome as well okay 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 I gotta stop using those words and um and but. So through this movie, Dream Within a Dream, you're you're drinking alcohol. I think that's where we left off. So you're drinking alcohol. There's little signals that tell your body you're throwing up on the weekends. Some people might be telling you, hey, you know, you got an issue. Whatever. But there's such a turn there's there's such nostalgia behind the word addict or alcoholic that no one wants to be branded as one and i think that is the ego you know that is the ego not wanting to admit that there's something wrong with 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 thyself and nor do you want to admit that because in your brain in your convoluted alcoholic brain you think you can no longer live the life you identify as 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 the alcoholic and not as the in the alcoholic sense of the word, because I just said it's it's not one that one uses to describe themselves, but it takes away from the glamour, the party, what you've been working for, where you're meeting chicks, where you're meeting guys, whatever the case may be, the fun on the weekends. Alcohol is what you're surrounding yourself with. And when you drink as an alcoholic, you get to a point where you just want to have a few drinks and you just want to be normal. But then there's a layer of drunkenness. You know, there's the buzz state. When glucose levels rise, when the endorphins, the serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin levels rise within a shorter time frame than the regular drinker. And the alcohol has taken over. Who's the guy in trailer, the Trailer Park Boys that says, I, I am the liquor, Randy. 
or whatever he says. But you you start becoming the alcohol, and it's and it's cool to think about. Have you do you know why they call alcohol spirits? Because it is believed that there's two there's two ways to look at it. You become a different person, which is true. You've all seen everyone change when they start drinking the hard stuff. Also, you're allowing spirits to enter within your body. Hey, don't blame me. Blame. I'm just the messenger here. Don't get mad at me. Sorry. As you drink, you go further and further down that dream within a dream metaphor. Now you're drunk. You're baracho in Spanish. And your tolerance is so built up that you don't, every drink you're taking, it still doesn't feel like, like you're already drunk. If you think about how many times you've been at the bar and you're already drunk, but you still need another drink. You're trying to achieve the peak of where you were when you had your first couple drinks, which you will not scientific science says you will not reach that point again. So all you're doing is getting now blackout. So now you are becoming so unaware of your surroundings, you're almost sleepwalking. You're trying to chase the initial stages of when you have a few drinks, which most people, normal drinkers out there would go, all right, time to go home or let's ride this out and then uh, we go home. But you're chasing that feeling. Your body is subconsciously and consciously to the point where you become unconscious sometimes. And there's those layers and you keep going and going. And then you wake up in the morning and you go, what the fuck? And you look beside you, you go, who the fuck? And then you look on your shirt, there's blood or vomit or whatever. And you go, what the fuck? And then you're upset with yourself and you're hungover and you feel like shit. And then the whole thing happens again the next weekend. Because you're living for the weekend, weekend warrior. I guess this is going to be part one. This is all mumbo jumbo. Just needed to get it out. Don't care what you think. I get passionate about this stuff and I'm half asleep. I'm going to go more in depth with this. I might even make like a trailer of Inception, but with drunks. www.sabohub.com S-A-B-O-H-U-B.com And I'm using Anchor as a as my platform right now. I'm monetized. Monetize, monetized? Monetized? Oh my, I can't even... Sp- when did I learn how to spoke? Grade first? I'm monet- monetized where I can get paid clicks per minute. I'm not American, so they do not allow me to to extract the clicks per minute. And I want to choose my sponsors. So I I didn't want to have any sponsors. I don't care if I'm monetized. I just want to speak and get, get messages out and just talk. And if there's a sponsor that I think is beneficial to the listeners or to myself that is something I agree with, agree with, I will. I would have gladly done the anchor one. But if you notice at the end of every podcast now, I just realized this yesterday. Someone pointed this out. At the end of the podcast, they have a uh, 
an auto system now that is doing a commercial for me and I'm not even getting paid for that. So I'm going to be moving my platform over to Podbean, which I heard and I'm going to be paying for that. I heard that it is not, uh, it's not, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do the same thing. So I'm going to have to distribute everything myself though. However, I'm not going to have this lady in the background talking shit about, you know, that's deception right there. You deceived me. I would have gladly, I think Anchor was a great tool, is, is a great tool. And I would have gladly advertised for it. But the fact that you went behind my back and, and now, and I can't get paid for it. And I've emailed your, your support team, etc. And if they take this down, good. I save copies of everything. So good luck. I'm still going to post it. I'm, go I'm going to Podbean. Snapchat at self sabo. I'm going to be opening doors to new platforms soon. Social, social media is just so toxic. It's part of the inception. And it's a necessary evil though. So I might just have to grow a pair and learn how to not th to, uh, how not to scroll through sodomy ridden posts of, you know, chicks in bikinis. Not that I, I obviously enjoy that, but it's not what I want to focus on or this hedonistic living. And sure, yeah, you can choose your, you can choose what you're looking at. You can choose what you want to look at. No, that's not how you end up going down a rabbit hole. If you're a guy like me, uh, then I'm looking at, I, I have no idea. Uh, pagan rituals in, in the Amazonian rainforest, which would be against God. So anyways, that was a ramble sesh. Have a good day. I'm going to follow up with a fantastic podcast. I sent some sneak, uh, sneak, uh, sneak uh, clips of me editing, <laughs> me, me being a sound producer uh, on Snapchat of the Brad Kaufman episode. Man, is it hard to sync audio. I give every sound engineer huge, huge kudos. Um, in that podcast, his voice, I'm just going to allow his voice to be heard. My voice can still be heard, but his, I'm going to let his mic, I, we, we mic'd him up. I'm going to let his mic uh, be the, the, the mic that is superseding all of the other mics that I had set up because his voice is important. You can hear me. I'm loud as fuck and everyone knows my voice. So much love. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. And avoid the uh, deception through inception because it equals reception for the addicts and soon-to-be addicts. Mwah. Self-sabotage, 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 self-sabotage. Self-sabotage, 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 self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. morning. Welcome to the self Saboteur podcast. I haven't decided if I'm going to continue to introduce myself like that. But it's the morning. And I have my entire family visiting. My mother, my father, and my sister. Is there anything more important than family? There's probably people out there that have obviously been 
raised by shitty parents and they would argue differently and against the family <clears throat> but I'm pro-family obviously honestly is there anything more important name something your job huh. your your friends I mean I guess you can look at them like family uh, I'm joined by my by my two cats so your animals I mean animals could be part of families however there is nothing like being around your family I'm hosting them and it's fantastic. It's a gorgeous day out. And I'm drinking a coffee with an espresso in it. So guess what? Whatever comes out of my mouth, I don't apologize. Speaking of family. Well, before we get into that, I want to get into my... Uh, the only sponsor I want on this podcast. I've turned down three. And one keeps interrupting this podcast. I'm still using the platform Anchor until I switch over to Podbean and learn how to... I think it's pretty simple to do the RS feed transfer to the Podbean. And then I can distribute it myself. Distribute it myself. But um, the only sponsor is uh, brought to you by God. <laughs> ah, yep, it is. I was at the thrift store yesterday. And... I was raised to despise the thrift store by my mother. I love the fucking thrift store. I read a book, uh, Meditations, by Marcus Aurelius on materialistic things. And I stripped my my apartment of things. The only thing I have left that's relatively expensive, other than my equipment, like my audio and my computers and stuff like that, and some clothes and obviously some jewelry and maybe some gold bars that are snuck away somewhere. Um, you'll never find them, by the way. And uh, it's the couch that's made, made, in, made in Calgary. It's a beautiful couch. I replaced everything. And it looks better than some people's apartments that shopped and spent thousands of dollars. And I did it, I did it on purpose. That's for another time. However, I went to the thrift store yesterday, and I had my vehicle broken into, and I had a nice Hugo Boss jacket purchased at the thrift store, nine or seven or nine dollars. Looks brand new. It must be the area. It probably depends on the area that you're getting your stuff from. Obviously, the uh, the nicer the the city of the thrift store, the better quality of shit you're gonna get. But there I go with the butt again. However, I wanted a new jacket. There's that... Who was that uh, rapper that did that thrift store song? I'm not a big fan of his. But he did do... Uh, thrift store rapper. Let's look that up. Thrift store rapper. Everyone already knows ahead of, ahead of time. Oh, Thrift Shop by Macklemore. 
and Ryan Lewis. And there was a jacket in there, and it doesn't look like the one he's wearing that's covered in fur, but it is a long, like, peacoat, wool, it's a beautiful jacket. At Harry Rosen's, I'm calling it 2200 bucks. I used to shop there back when I was a finance manager. And when I say finance manager, I mean a glorified salesperson that would sell warranties, life and disability insurance, etc. for the automotive industry. Great money, you're not a fucking finance manager. You're a fucking salesperson that submits to the banks and speaks with the lenders. And closes people on warranties and, and shit that you don't even need. I remember selling nitrogen. Wait. I may or may not have sold nitrogen for $999 at one point in my life. That could be a dream, so don't take it literally, Ambic. People do it all the time, though. And by the way, nitrogen in most shops, they just put green caps. If it's a used car, well, you don't have nitrogen in your tires. You have air in your tires, so don't get put together. But I bought this beautiful jacket, and I thought it would bug my mom, but it didn't. She actually, it actually, my mom actually really liked it. My dad liked it too. It, it's pimping. I'm gonna, I'll be taking a picture of myself in it, obviously soon. And it's kind of like a cigar smoking Hugh Hefner with a robe tie at the bottom. And uh, my mom was so paranoid. She put it in a plastic bag. Like it already touched everything. Like we're it's what I would say, oh, what are we what are we gonna have the bubonic plague? But LA has the plague now. The devil city has the plague. Go figure. The plague with rats. Look it up. In LA. The plague is in LA. <sighs> uh but at Harry Rosen's, I remember I used to shop there. I think that's how you say it. Harry Rosen's. That jacket for sure is like $2,200. I paid $18 with a senior's discount. Because I brought my father along. And it'll last me forever. Then I'm going to give him my, my father my actual Harry Rosen jacket that I got. It's a, like a cashmere camel cashmere or something pico jacket and it's funny when you go into the thrift store obviously you're gonna have your rift drafts but the majority i would say i would say 80 percent of the time you go in there it's wonderful people there's mercedes beamers out front you know buying things if if they need if they need something and, it, and it's practical, you can get at the thrift store. If you're going out to splurge and you still have that addict addiction in you, that that uh, character defect of wanting to spend money, go to the thrift store and buy a few things. You'll get over it and you'll, you won't be over $20. And you'll get some really cool stuff. I highly advocate shopping at the thrift store. You heard it here first. Obviously, dry clean this your your stuff and wash it. I do. I pressure wash if I'm getting furniture or anything. Which leads me to the homestead. Condo living's nice. 
I mean, my condo is concrete buildings. It's, uh, you can't hear anybody. I have a garbage chute on the fourth floor. You know, I can wash my car underground. There's a car wash, both soap and water. As well as, obviously, the underground parking. There's visitor parking. They have a games room. So there's a pool table. They have an exercise room. Dumbbells up to 60 pounds. Kettlebells. Universal machine. Uh, they have a TV. Treadmill. And some one of that, <laughs> that shaker machine you just stand on. A lot of people just stand on there and think they're working out. It just vibrates your whole body. It's just, one, it's just like a body dildo. And if you watch some person go on there, and they're probably a nice person, but you can, they almost look like a ripple of a wave. Or like if you throw a rock into a like into water and everything ripples out. But if you were to do that with like a, maybe like a paintball gun, shoot a paintball gun into water, and it's just like of ripples. That's what their body looks like. And they think they're, they're actually working out. They're like, oh, whoa. I remember, I remember I was working out there once and I was doing, uh, I was doing my, my exercise routine and then I seen a gentleman come off there and he must have been like 50. And I get the other people that are going on it that might be not familiar with working out or that just maybe enjoy getting vibrated. Uh, and he just sweat and he's like, oh, good. He looked at me and I, after I, after he came off the, uh, the body shaker, <laughs> the body dildo, and I just finished my workout walk and he goes, huh. Ooh, exercise, eh? And I looked at him, and I think I, I think I just toughed it up and said, "Yeah, I bit my tongue because he's my neighbor." But I, what I wanted to say was, "Huh? What? In what planet? In what world do you think that is working out? What's that syndrome?" baby death syndrome it's awful that baby shake that's like a that's for adults that's you're doing that to yourself you weirdo i'm gonna start if i'm gonna start questioning i think everybody that goes on those and thinks that they're working out doesn't actually think they're working out no i think they think it's like they might like the feeling of the vibration or they might like doing laundry a lot and sitting on the laundry on the on their uh, dryer spinning dryer so this condo's nice like it, and it's got a movie theater if you use it maybe pff, twice you can watch UFC fights pretty cool watch whatever you want but I, I'd watch UFC fights what else does this have oh, it's got a great view it's got a great uh, path behind us a park uh, there's guest suites in here you can rent, like for $4 a night, very cheap. And no, this isn't like a... I'm not trying to get people to, to buy anything here. I'm not trying to uh, plug my condo. But I've been looking at acreages. And I've been reading up a lot about farming. And no, I don't want to get into it to be uh, to be rich. No one wants to get into, I don't know if anybody ever gets into farming to go, I want to be rich, unless they buy up farms at like a corporate level. No, I want to have my own chickens. I want to have my own goats. I want to have 
Obviously, I got my two cats here. They're going to be indoor. They're going to be so fucked on a farm, though. They're going to be, be they're going to have to be inside. I'm going to have to get, like, feral cats to go outside to kill mice. But what I've been researching is you need anywhere from only, you only need two to four acres to do what I want to do. And land's expensive out here. But I have an idea. Want to listen to my idea? And I'm giving it away. So here's a, so this is my idea. If all else fails, I'll just I'll just go ahead and buy it. But listen, so you take a weekend job with a farmer. I used to work. With, I used to farm when I was from when I was 16 to 19 for two farmers on the weekend and a couple times during the week on a you know loading up bit, uh, square bales of hay onto an elevator and cleaning out elevators and that was fun. I loved that that job. That was with a gentleman who's a photographer back home, Mr. Spencer, and won't say his last name. Because uh, I'm going to ask for his permission. Great guy. And we'd work, and I worked with my buddies. That was a great job. That was so much fun. We'd do that once in a while. I'd get paid cash. Then I got another job on a tree farm. Who, who's a, who a gentleman who actually welded up in, uh, up in Alberta. Did the pipelines. And told me about how great the money was out here. And I think that planted the seed early on on the reasons why I wanted to move out here, but I did stuff for him, for him, like painting, building, uh, trusses, I think they're called, um, grinding, um, old fucking rusty shit from his farm beams and then repainting them. And then I would, uh, hit a tree farm. So in the wintertime, cut down trees for everyone that, uh, wanted a tree for Christmas. And in the summertime, I would help cut you know maintain the you know the the entire acreage of where he was planting the trees songbird i forget what the farm was called songbird anyways up up anyways what i've this here's here's my secret so you get go to a farmer you find the farmers always need a, a farm hand so you get in with a guy that's just hoarding like say he has like 96 acres you work your bag off for him maybe sometimes you, you call in sick one day at work and you help him with special projects you get close with them and you're not doing this out of using him you're actually gen you got to genuinely want to do this as well be close with him too or it won't work and then you're also uh going against god's will so you got to be genuinely interested but after a while working with him, building trust, he goes, what do you, what do you, you have this conversation, this is what I have in mind. What do you want to do with your life? Like, what, do, what, what, what is it you want? Like, where do you live? And et cetera, you talk, you're like, oh, I should want a farm. And he goes, really? Well, you'd, you'd probably be a good farmer, obviously, because you just proved to him through a resume. And he goes, well, how much acres are you looking at? I go, I'm just looking for four. The gentleman's got, let's say he's got 96. He's given up four acres. Do the math. I am in my head. I said that so I can do the math in my head. He's now at 92 acres. He has. He's going to give you four acres. For cheap. I've seen, I've seen, actually I've seen two acres up in close to... The Alaska border for <clears throat> which is way too cold to do anything that I want to do for 
two grand an acre. But again, who's going to live there? I don't know. I haven't even seen. I didn't take a look at it. But it did say it had. It did say something about water well access. Or something about water. But I'm trying to think of the ad. But a lot of times, I mean, they're like 300,000, 400,000. Some getting into the millions. Like, insane. So here's my big thing about people too when they complain about jobs and and you know living it's go, move to where the money is find the job and same thing goes with the housing market and i can't get over people that i well i thought like this spending 700 grand on a shoebox no the place i'm gonna spend if i was to spend seven hundred thousand dollars on something it wouldn't be somewhere where I can hear my neighbor fart. For 700 grand, you could build yourself a beautiful, beautiful place that you can continually build for the rest of your life on five acres, if you did it right. And that's what I wanna do. And I'm gonna do it, and I'm not gonna build right away. This is what, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm gonna get a nice winterized trailer Because I can work from anywhere. Nice winterized trailer. Slowly start off with fencing. And then I thought about sea cans. I have a buddy, Alex. One of my best friends. If not my best friend other than my cousin. That talked a lot about this. And I'm going to make a new reality, Alex, if you're listening. I'll probably text him after this. Or text him doing this during this podcast. And... Uh, Actually, no, that's distracting. I'm going to maybe even start off with a sea can. If you look them, look up a sea can. Like you don't want a basement, anyways. No, why would you want a basement? It could flood. Fuck that. I just want a one floor. I want like a ranch style home. Eventually, I would build like a second floor, but for the time being, have a one floor and slowly build on it. I'd have my trailer on my acreage, maintain my acreage, build my fence, build my property, uh, start working on, you know, the coops and everything. That's cheap. That All that stuff's cheap. And I would start building probably, and you can use the foundation as a sea can, and it, you couldn't even tell it's a sea can, and that would just be my main living quarters, and continually to build, to build, to build, to the point where I'm not reliant on a, no longer after, after everything's built, enough for myself to sustain and then a potential wife to live out in the beautiful country with trees and maybe some some mountains in the background and you got your chickens and your goats and most of that stuff takes care of its uh takes care of their own and then you have kids and everything then you got to start obviously expanding then you build the other expansion and that I would put more work into that, and I would extend from where I was living before, and that place would probably be like a sunroom or like a maybe my wife's fucking closet. But I'm gonna do this over time. This is this is a goal of mine. It's gonna happen. I always I always make it happen. Sorry, my mother was phoning me, and she's 20 feet away. So that's how boomers use phones. Uh, love you, mom, though. However. And so I'm going to quickly finish this up here because we're probably going to go for breakfast. But I'm sick and I'm not feeling the greatest. And that's an understatement. However...
since I'm doing this from my phone and not from my computer, I'm going to have to end the uh, segment here. Head to www.sabohub.com. Snapchat at selfsabo. Lots of stuff in the works here. Thanks for listening. Love y'alls. Peace.